0: Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey. Into the night sky. To the sunset shine. Into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go go traveling. Bop, bop, the traveling, bop. Bop, bop, the traveling, bop.
1: This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, along with Trevor DeKoch from Traverse City Tourism. We're back in Traverse City, a foodie town known as America's cherry capital and the home of the National Cherry Festival. Today, we'll talk about ways agriculture and tourism interconnect. We'll tell you why you should consider coming up and staying at places like Grand Traverse Resort and Hotel Indigo, and we're going to take you through a tour of wine country up here We travel Michigan next from Traverse City, where your trip begins at Michigan.org.
0: Let's go traveling.
1: Welcome to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Yes, indeed, we were back up to Traverse City and what a beautiful place this town is. We were here just a couple of weeks ago enjoying the Traverse City National Cherry Festival. What a great time we had. What a great time everybody had. And in fact, um, we're going to be talking with some folks who are very much involved in the development and creative uh all the uh, creation of the national cherry festival each year so we're going to talk to some of those folks in just a few minutes to tell you what you can look forward to next year and before we do that let me introduce you to our co-host you know trevor DeCach. he's co-hosted our program here and there at least you did before COVID, and then we had to take this pause but it's great great to have you back trevor DeCach from traverse city Tourism. i'm back baby you're back it's about time where yeah. you been
2: here in Traverse City, yeah. and why would I ever want to leave? Why it's so beautiful you? here.
1: Yeah, it really is. It's a great town. So we're going to be uh, talking to a whole bunch of folks here, not only about um, you know the annual festival, but other things that there are to see and do mm-hmm. here. This, this real interconnection between agriculture and tourism that's really evident whenever you're here, and the fact that this is just plain a great place for food, for wine, for shopping, for life and everything. It's just a great place.
2: And it's a spectacular year. The harvest of all the, the bounty of northern Michigan is coming in like never before. So we're having a really great year and those who haven't made it up yet really need to venture north to Traverse City.
1: Absolutely true. Who's our first guest,
2: Trevor? Well, a very good and close friend of mine uh, from the National Cherry Festival, which is oversees a number of other events. The Festival Foundation has a variety of things that they do throughout the year, which uh, our good friend Alex Zielinski will tell us about. He is the Director of Corporate Partnerships with the Cherry Festival and the Festival Foundation. And he's probably still recovering a little bit from an amazing yeah. National Cherry Festival this year. Alex, what do you think? You doing okay? You, you rested back up or what? Yeah,
3: I'm hanging in there. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me, Dave and Trevor. Good to be here. Good to be back online. Um, we were excited to have you know, the traditional National Cherry Festival after a couple of wild years. It was good to be back. I think people enjoyed it, had a great time,
1: um, created some good memories. So it was a huge success. Uh, People are always surprised uh, when I tell them how festivals come together um, because they're really, I know it's hard to believe, even a big festival like the Cherry Festival, uh, some people think that it just kind of happens almost. Yeah, okay, let's have a party, and then it just kind of happens. But you need to work well out uh, to prepare for a festival. No, Dave, I only work eight days a year. That's all I do. (laughs) It's just eight
3: days and I'm done. You You got it. No, um, you're right. There's a lot of amazing people who, behind the scenes, year-round Plan, coordinate, execute. So, it takes a huge, huge team. It's a big undertaking, and they're working, you know, years or year, year round, and also planning years in advance. Um, you know, as you can imagine, some of the big, the big events like the air shows, those are planned multiple years out, even. So, it's uh, it's quite the undertaking.
1: I, I'm always intrigued uh, in communities like this how successful you are in getting volunteers to help because the volunteer corps they're all they're all over the place. Mm. There, there have to be a lot of people here. I think we have some of the most amazing people, you know, on
3: the planet. Trevor can attest to this. People step up to the bat whenever you call, text, email. They're willing to come down, get their hands dirty, do whatever it takes to get this done. I mean, it's an amazing tradition also in this community and the region. So I think people, you know, there's a sense of pride and honor also just to be a part of the
1: team. I truly believe that. So Trevor, um, Kat Pay, um, who was the uh, executive director, she was telling me, at the festival that uh, she had been holding the news that is it Boys to Men that Boys to Men was coming to right. the festival uh-huh. and she'd been holding that for like a couple of years mm-hmm. so that's that's how far and you used to be the director here
2: yeah it is crazy sometimes you're sitting on you know some real gems and you can't say much air show is one that's pretty transparent though you know and we've got uh thunderbirds coming back this next year we after a great blue angels year they normally announce like two years out but that's all very public but when you're when you're booking acts you got to keep that embargoed for a little bit and sometimes it's hard to keep your lips sealed
1: alex is it too early already now to start booking rooms? Because I know how hard it is to <laughs> find a hotel room. Um, no, book away. I'd say book right now if you can, baby. Yeah. Keep booking. So so you have other, so you're with the Festival Foundation. There are other big events that you guys manage. Oh, tell us about some of those. Correct. So the second biggest, largest um, is the Iceman
3: Cometh, which takes place the first weekend of November each year. And that event has been running now for about 33, 34 years. Um, and that's a great event. That's kind of in a shoulder season. Um, I'd recommend checking it out. Even if you're not a biker, just the atmosphere and the energy is really unique and special. And that's that's like fall,
1: winter kind of you never know?
3: You never know in northern Michigan. Sometimes we'll have a nice man, which we did in the past <laughs> recently, and, you know, um, the spectators love that. Some of the participants, though, really like when the weather is nasty. I guess it's a, a I don't know, a test of their, you know, Metal or something, yeah. But, sure. um Yeah. So the the Iceman with is another one. We also had the Leapin' Leprechaun, and we are a part of the um, what is it? The New Year's Eve Cherry Ball Drop, of well, course. What's the 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 Leprechaun one? Oh, it's a 5K that takes place
1: around uh, St. Patrick's Day. I guess that makes sense. It's been around for about 12, 13 years now. Are you? I suppose you would always be doing this. Do you look for? you know, people to donate toward the cause? Any of these events?
3: We do, we're always looking for great new partners, of course, and donors as well. Um, Again, like Trevor said, we do have, you know, year-round events at this point. And
1: another one that we're a part of is the Turkey Trot, which is, you know, it falls around uh, Thanksgiving. Didn't know you had one of those here. I I need to check that out coming this fall. So for information, if people want to get involved or get information about any of these events, is there one website to go to or do you have several?
3: We do have several. Um, CherryFestival.org, of course. Um, iceman.org, I believe, is the other one. FestivalFoundation.org. We have numerous websites <laughs> at this point. We're
1: trying to consolidate, but uh, it's a process. FestivalFoundation.org, probably best then. Probably, for, yeah. Uh, a bunch, central, of the, yep. bunch of that information and everything you're looking for. Correct. So check that out. Alex zolinski thanks for being here today. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate, really appreciate it, guys. It. Thank you. I, I already can't wait for the next Cherry Festival. Yeah. Here yeah, we go. So, so we're going to be hidden there. Better get your coming, hotel so. room. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I, in fact, I, I'll, I'll check into that pretty soon. Everybody else should do the same. So for information on all of these things, go to festivalfoundation.org. I tell you what, we're going to be checking out some of the uh, hotels you can go to here pretty soon. right here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, back in Traverse City, a uh, lovely place to be any time of the year. And of course, at this time of the year, everybody wants to be here. So Trevor, um, I always recommend people come summertime to try to come during the weekdays when it's not so busy.
2: Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. And I will say that there's it, people sometimes get freaked out that hotel rates are too high. I assure you, there are price points for every walk of life, and you, you get uh, creative and innovative in your booking, and... You can normally find a deal any time of year,
1: honestly. Well, you have so many really high-quality hotels and accommodations of various types, uh, resorts, all that. Uh, One of them, of course, uh, that uh, we all enjoy is Grand Traverse Resort.
2: Yes, Grand Traverse Resort and Spa is a beacon of amazing uh, activity. And celebration throughout the year is a a place that many people come for conferences. But it's got three championship golf courses. It's got an amazing spa, which I love taking advantage of personally. And there's always great things happening out at Grand Traverse Resort and Spa. And we've got uh, Caroline Rizzio. I almost was going to call you Caroline Powers. I've known you for a long time, <laughs> and we've worked together in the past. Uh, but uh, someone who really loves Traverse City, you moved back home mm-hmm. uh, to work at the resort. So we're very lucky to have her here working at such an amazing property. Welcome.
4: Thank you, guys. Yes, you too. Well, you two are big pillars in not only Traverse City, but the entire state of Michigan, so I'm happy to be with both of you.
1: Well, you know, there are there's uh, there are like select properties all around the state that I kind of think of as, you know, my home's away from home, mm-hmm. and Grand Traverse Resort is one of them. It's just such a great place. For folks who have not been there before, describe the resort.
4: Oh gosh, I could go on forever. Um, it it is I like home away from home because it's what brought me back to Traverse City I lived and worked here once before fell in love with the area and it was properties and organizations like the resort that pulled me in when I first lived here so when I got the call and was able to come back there it was a no-brainer and something I looked forward to because we are so in with the community here and have so much history and just offer so much for people too. not only again our, our visitors and guests but People just in Traverse City and who we're able to work with and partner with it is such a beacon right and like you said it's it's an iconic property we've got our 17-story large glass tower that you can see if you're driving along 31 or 72 and you kind of know all right I'm in Traverse City yeah. and those three golf courses one being a Jack Nicklaus golf course the spa the dining options but You know, you talk about all that and it's all fun and kind of sounds like a family activity and vacation, but then it's the conferences and the group business and the people we pull in from all over the country and really all over the world now too.
1: I've never golfed the bear and what I understand is uh, my skills being rather (laughs) limited. That's probably a good idea, but like I'm going to golf the Wolverine uh, in a couple of days and I'm looking forward to it. When you're up here, you really need to bring your clubs because there are so many great courses. Tell us about golfing at Grand Traverse Resort.
4: I have always enjoyed the game of golf, but just this year I've gotten into it a lot more and my husband and I are set the goal of golfing once a week together, right. which we love doing. And that's the best part is there's three courses. So all skill types, all, you know, abilities, how into the game of golf you are. If you're just looking to have fun and maybe not leave frustrated and upset. So you've got Jack Nicholas is the bear, which is our signature course. It's it's difficult it's called the bear for a reason and it's where the michigan open has been played on now 29 times so the most prestigious golfers in the state so it's definitely a competition course and then we have um, gary players the wolverine which is a very beautiful course and it runs all around the property you've got views of east grand traverse bay cherry orchards beautiful rolling hills that's a gorgeous course and a little more um, better for a kind of a lower end golfer. You don't say. have to
1: be a target <laughs> golfer to be able to enjoy that because a lot of room there's it's a wide it's a course, wide course. And I love that so I'm looking forward to that and as spruce
4: well. run too a lot of people I think forget about that course or just don't give it the attention it deserves but it's a gorgeous course too very narrow and tree-lined but I love that one in the fall you got some mm. beautiful colors there it's great.
1: So besides golfing if there's one thing people should do at Grand Traverse Resort For the remainder of the summer or into the fall, what do you recommend they consider?
4: I mean, just come and visit us and just come stay on property because you can stay on property the whole time and never leave, but we encourage you to head out, explore Traverse City, head up into Elk Rapids, come downtown, visit the other restaurants and bars. We do have a private beach, which a lot of people don't always know about, and that's right on East Grand Traverse Bay. So... There's, there's a lot of accommodations and, and great amenities that you'll always find something fun it's to do. It's
1: uh, not private anymore, so uh, <laughs> people will find out about that. That's that's fantastic. I look forward to uh, checking that place out and uh, to being back at Grand Traverse Resort soon. Caroline Rizzo, thanks for joining us
4: today. Of course. Thank you.
1: Really appreciate it. And and Trevor, um, you know, there are a variety, as we said, a variety of different places to stay, including this beautiful property here, Hotel Indigo. Mm-hmm. So uh, Margaret Morris is here with us. Yes, I am. Margaret, good to see you. It's Good to see you dave
5: trevor
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
5: always good to see you and you know this this property how long how long has this been around we opened on the friday of memorial day weekend in 2016. wow well talk about um you know they say it's about location and it's about location and location (laughs) and and here you are right downtown yeah Yeah. we it really is a it, it really is a great spot across the street um, Grand Traverse Bay the water um, behind us um, downtown the Boardman River runs through there's a pedestrian bridge that um, connects people easily uh, downtown another way to get there but just so much right around us I feel like we're right in the center of um, so much well describe the rooms here because you have a very unique style we do so every indigo has a story our story is about um, the logging history of this area so even though it's a new building and kind of contemporary a lot of the things well in so many ways we try to pay homage to that past so um, there are images of the area uh, murals behind the beds in our rooms um, hard surface flooring um, our showers which are. You could go on and on about that, but um, the tile in the shower looks like wood, um, a stone looking kind of tile on the floor, Um, so it, it really is solidly rooted in this area, our neighborhood. We're so proud to be a part of it. Well, it is, it's,
1: it's It's actually in the same neighborhood as your office, Trevor. It is, so it's we're
2: really nice. Right next, yeah. Yeah, They have the visitor center right next door to such an amazing yeah. hotel. And it's right in the middle of Traverse City. Yeah. It's just a wonderful experience to stay here. So
1: how do you describe where we are right now, where the Hotel Indigo is?
5: So we're at the west end of downtown Traverse City. And again, across the street is um, the bay, uh, the paved recreational trail um, that goes for miles and miles and miles. Um, on the other side of us is um all of the shopping, the dining, the um, art galleries, and so many experiences um, just right here. I think the the hot
1: spot uh, in town in the warm weather months is the is that like a bar? What what level is that? It's outside.
5: It is. So on the fifth floor of our hotel is H and L Social, named after Perry Hannah and Tracy Lay. Um, some of the lumber. Um, barons of the era. Um, But yeah, it's outdoor, um, looking over the water. We have a full menu. Um, and a full array of beverages, but it's just, it's a great spot. What is this neighbor, neighborhood considered, Trevor? We, we call it the warehouse district. Yeah. Yeah. know, it, it's
1: so cool because I guess that's perfectly named because you can tell there were old warehouses in a mm. lot of the areas and they've all been converted into other really cool things to see. Yeah.
2: You won't find much storage space, no more warehouses around here, nope. but still has a really good vibe to it. And there's a lot of energy down here, great food, a great, we got the uh, brewery right across the street, distillery. I mean, there's yeah. just a lot of magic happening over here in the warehouse. Yeah, well, there is. What,
1: whenever people come to a town that can be busy in the summertime, uh, one of the things that people love is valet parking, and I have to say. <laughs> I, 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 I thought that was fantastic, and you you offer that here.
5: We do. The only parking that we have is underneath the hotel, so we do provide valet service. But, again, with this spot, this location, you know, you can leave your car with us. It's safe secure, and you can head out in any direction. And there's so much to see and do and taste and explore. Only a couple seconds, but tell us about the restaurant here. I was surprised. It looks really cool. It is really cool. Um, we feature, um, it's all... Uh, like house-made fresh food locally sourced when we can Um, and again uh, breakfast lunch dinner there's uh, no one should go hungry here
1: (laughs) I could see where they would not go hungry here Mm -hmm. it's uh, in fact people looked really happy and I also love the fact that you had some really big tables for you know, big family groups mm-hmm. and then smaller tables. He had a real variety of seating and everybody looked like they were having a good... T- Margaret, it's great to see you. It's Thank you. It's good to
5: see you, Dave, Margaret
1: uh, Morse from Hotel Indigo. Well, Trevor, um, we're going to be uh, checking out the winery district. We're gonna be uh, talking about some other agricultural connections with travel and we'll do that next right here on Travel Michigan where your trip begins at michigan.org. It's Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, along with co-host Trevor Tkach from Traverse City Tourism. You know, Trevor, as we started out the program, I talked about how people see Traverse City as a foodie town for a lot of reasons. I mean... Really great food everywhere, it seems like.
2: Yeah, well, it's a great farm to table destination. We've got Michigan has the second most diverse agriculture of all 50 states, and Traverse City is no exception. In fact, we probably do it the best of anywhere else in the state because we also have the talent that can turn that produce into something very special, be it on the table with your meal or, you know, converting that into a great beverage of some type. You know, we, we can do it here. We do it all. And so it's a really special place to come and experience true Michigan agriculture.
1: Do you know, is your number one? one-crop cherries, do you know, in this well, like, region? Well, there's
2: a couple of gentlemen here who could answer that question yeah. better than I could, so we may want to hold on that question to yeah. find out more. Well, we'll find out there in just a second. <laughs>
1: well, of course, uh, there's no doubt. I mean, people have been growing grapes here for a long time, making great wine for a long time on two peninsulas, and so it's, it's a great opportunity to, to see a variety of wineries and to go on tours and, Indeed. and see a whole bunch of different perspectives on wine.
2: That's right. We've got more than 40 wineries now in the Leelanau and Old. Peninsula. Uh, we call it kind of the Travers Wine Coast here. And it's because it's, it's just a great place to be able to grow uh, that type of agriculture. The grapes thrive here. And we've got some very creative growers who've done amazing work and it keeps getting better every year and we we win awards we get recognition so we've really set ourselves apart in in the midwest i think as the premier wine destination
1: well one of the uh earlier wineries to set up shop here uh is and was and is again mobby winery it's uh, certainly uh, a name that's been around for a long time and mike lang is here and mike uh Boy, talk about uh, keeping this tradition going of offering really great wine and a really cool experience. Tell us about Mobby Winery. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, guys. Um, Maube is uh, established
0: in 73. Uh, that's what we're claiming. Uh, that was the first year we, that Larry Mobby planted grapevines on the Lelanoff Peninsula. Yeah. Um, he, he was uh, bef- before that and, and after that heavily involved in the cherry and apple Uh, industry as well statewide so um, a farmer at his core um, planted grapevines in 73 so next year we'll be celebrating our 50th anniversary and we've focused for the last well over 20 20 plus years on sparkling wine we think that that's the right style for the region for a lot of reasons Um, Mm. and uh, yeah so I guess I'm tasked charged with carrying on that tradition that Larry Moby has created. So i um, happy to do so.
1: I thought you were going to say a lot of Rieslings, uh, but you said reasons. So I guess <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, so, um, tell us about uh, the whole process of sparkling wine. What what makes that different from other wines? I mean, how do you, how do you make that style of wine? So first it starts
0: in the vineyard. We can crop a little bit heavier, meaning we can grow more fruit per acre because we don't need to ripen the fruit, uh, quite as much. Uh, as you would for table wine, so we pick earlier. That's nice because you're avoiding birds, uh, frost, um, other pests, disease, etc. And um, so we pick earlier, um, and there's a lot of there's a, there's a, quite a few more steps involved. So we ferment once in the fall from juice to wine, and then throughout the rest of the year, we're re-fermenting. So we basically add yeast and sugar, this is the simple version, add yeast and sugar to wine and put it in a closed environment where it ferments and the bubbles dissolve into solution. And then from there, there's a few more steps, uh, in particular with Method Champenois wines. So a lot of um, a lot of labor, a lot of uh, inventory, a lot of time tirage, we call it, uh, where the wine is aging and uh, in the bottle um so we make sparkling wine a couple of different ways one of those ways tank fermented faster than bottle fermented but f- uh it's there's a few more steps involved with sparkling wine
1: well so when somebody comes to mobby winery on the leelanau peninsula which is just a little bit west of downtown traverse city and, and north um can they actually see how how wine is is produced you know the the, the process itself not really we, we don't
0: uh, actually produce on the site where the tasting room is anymore. When I first started, uh, I've been at this for about 16 years, when I first started we made everything uh, at the tasting room property, and now we don't make any wine there. Uh, Our production facility is in the village of Sutton's Bay. It's, uh, uh, yeah, so it's five miles north of the tasting room. Um, But what people can expect is a quality experience with, with veteran staff. Uh, well, we've got some, some youngsters as well, but um, we've got a lot of people that return to the tasting room year after year to work and to share their passion for this area and for our wines with, with our guests. So. Well,
1: and, and you know, we were talking about how you kind of specialize and really known for sparkling, but you're producing other wines as well. So, Big Little Wines is a kind of a passion project that my brother and I started
0: to put our stamp on uh, Northern Michigan wines. So we make some non-sparkling wines at Big Little Wines, um, but on the Moby property. You can experience two tasting rooms. It's a great place to hang out for the afternoon and uh, just immerse yourself in Northern Michigan wine.
1: Well, as we were saying, as we started the program, uh, Traverse City is known for its cherry production, cherry capital of the world. I don't even know if that's true, but uh, just cherry capital. It's always
2: going to be true. Listen, do not question. Of the universe. We are the cherry capital of of the Milky Milky Way. The (laughs) the Milky Way.
1: That that works. So, um, So it's interesting. I see that that you brought this—it's called Sustain—and it looks like it's a Mauby sparkling wine. Is it? Is the word infused with Cherry Republic Winery? It's a blend. Product? It's a blend, a blend of yeah.
0: cherry and grape wine um, that we refermented in pressure tank so to, to maintain the fresh fruit, uh, fruit-forward nature of that product. And this product was developed in partnership with Cherry Republic to raise funds for the Great Lakes Business Network, just informing businesses throughout the multi-state Great Lakes region, um,
1: how to sustain our precious resource. That's great, thank you. Well, stick around, Uh, but we're gonna talk to uh, one of your colleagues from the Leelanau Peninsula, ben lacrosse he is uh with leelanau fruit company and and ben you know earlier i was saying um well i forget what the question really was about cherries but
2: are we the cherry capital are, uh, what is, well, is it the I, b- biggest I never crop. asked
1: that i knew i know you're <laughs> the cherry capital but you know it basically is, is cherry the number one crop in in this region cherries are the number one crop yeah. in the region by acreage for sure yeah. yeah, but of course you produce a lot of other things, including <laughs> including grapes. Of course,
6: we do. We yeah. have a we have a great fruit uh, climate to grow all sorts of fruits up here, and and, and the partnership and, and the uh, the neighborhood field that that the wineries have brought into our community in the last twenty years is has been a really great uh, combination
1: of two things that we do well in northern Michigan: grow fruit and tourism. Right? Well, then the, you know you look at this this product, sustain from Cherry Republic and Mobby. You know, talk about a great connection between these these these. Brands and these products that have become synonymous for thinking about this region. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Two great, uh, two great companies that go back a long way that give back to the community. Now, uh, the Wall Burgers uh, burger chain is working with you guys, or you're working with them as well on a new product. Tell us about that.
6: Yeah, like the like the wine industry. Uh, to be successful in the fruit business, it takes a lot of ingenuity and entrepreneurship, right? And so. Uh, for the past several years, uh, my company has been a supplier um, of, cherry product, of cherries that uh, go into a, a meat blend. And our partners at the Little River Band of Ottawa Indians partnered with Wahlburgers to introduce the Flex Blend beef and plant-based patty. And don't let the name plant-based fool you. This is beef and cherries right here from northern Michigan. So we couldn't be uh, more happy that Wahlburgers is putting their quality and their reputation behind this product. It's available in Spartan Ash stores throughout the state of Michigan and Roach Brothers stores in Massachusetts. And we hope to see this go uh, beyond the borders of Michigan.
1: I have to tell you, I don't have a very sophisticated palate. uh, And when I heard about this, I thought cherries and hamburger, you know, whatever. But I have to tell you, it was... It's really good. And it, this is a fresh product that you can get at the Spartan Nash stores? Correct. It's a
6: fresh uh, burger patty product. So you buy it, you take it home, put it on the grill, and in 10 minutes you've got a restaurant-quality burger patty that your guests are going to rave at. And
1: they're not even going to know that there's cherries in it if you don't tell them. But that can be your secret. what well- you know, so I, I, I kind of felt it had, maybe it's just in my mind, kind of a little bit of sweetness to it, which mm-hmm. I thought really added a really cool taste mm-hmm. to the burger. Yeah. Because I did try it the other day, I have to admit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really fantastic. Can you imagine, guys, <laughs> if you pair that burger with Sustain from Moby and Cherry Republic, talk about a great opportunity <laughs> I here. can totally imagine I, that. I like well, that this idea. That would be idea. awesome. Sounds like a a party and uh, a a good time for all on a beautiful summer day or moving into the fall before you know it, because you know fall's coming down the road. So as we uh, transition into the fall, um, are are we gonna be able to see uh, more and more people coming to the the wineries, Mike? For sure. Yeah, is that kind of a popular time? Yeah, yeah, fall
0: Saturdays um, are by far our, our busiest Saturdays and our busiest days of the year. And there are tours you can take, right? So we offer vineyard tours, but uh, we're going to stop those around Labor Day. Mm-hmm. So, um, but what people can, can do is uh, check out Leelanau Peninsula Wines, uh, and, and there are some fun events. What's a good website for you guys, Mike? That's
1: Wine. And Ben, what's a good website? I'd have them go to the Wall Burgers at Home website to learn more about the Flex Blend. Fantastic! Uh, look forward to uh, checking out this wine and those burgers. Even though I already did it once, uh, um, I, practice, practice. You got to keep <laughs> on going back. Look forward to it, guys. Thanks for being here today. Thanks, Dave. Dave. Trevor, hey, thank we're gonna uh, next uh, check out the Great Lakes Equestrian um, Program. It is. Incredible. Stick around. You're going to want to hear about this right here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Travel Michigan, I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, along with Trevor Dekach from Traverse City Tourism. Trevor, I just wish we could do the show every week from here, because you look at this, we have wine, we have cherries, we have pie, we have cherry Wahlburger hamburger, and now we even get to talk about the Great Lakes Equestrian Festival and all of the Traverse City horse shows. Um, man, it's, it's been a great day.
2: Yeah, and I would be happy to host every one of your shows in Traverse City. I see Tony over there on the board. He's like, sure, we can do that every week. That sounds great, man.
1: (laughs) Good idea. Well, uh, what are we going to talk about next?
2: Well, we're talking about horses. We're talking about jumping. We're talking about an amazing venue in northern Michigan, which kind of is under the radar. I don't think a lot of people understand or know what's going on here, but once you see it, it is magical. So we've got Tori Billis from the uh, Traverse City Horse Shows and Great Lakes Equestrian Festival, who's going to tell us more about all this magic. She's a commentator for it. She's a PR mastermind, making sure everybody knows and sees what's going on. But no one better to tell the story than Tori. So... Tori, enlighten us on what's happening out at Flint Fields in Traverse City,
1: Michigan.
7: Well, I'm going to try. I'm used to kind of speaking about this sport. I've known it my entire life. So I'm going to try to break it down a little more simply so that people can understand and want to come visit.
1: I'm glad you are because uh, I mentioned to you that I was there last year uh, with the Under the Radar guys, Tom Dalton and Jim Edelman, and, and we were recording some segments for Pure Michigan websites. Uh, and so we, we were there. And I have to tell you, I had no idea what I was going to see I was so impressed, but I don't know if I can really describe it very well what I saw. So tell us, uh, we're at we're at Flint Fields, which is just off of 72 mm-hmm. kind of east of It's or right
2: by s- the Grand Traverse Resort yeah, and Spa. Go. People yeah. know that as a market, right? Yeah, there
1: you go. Yeah, so um and, and I tell you you arrive there and you start walking around and I don't know, I just felt like I was somewhere out east at some fancy You know horse event of some sort but i'm here in traverse city at some fancy horse event so so tell us about it
7: i mean it couldn't be more beautiful such a perfect picturesque setting for a hunter jumper competition we're underway with the great lakes equestrian festival it's six weeks long in total we've seen two weeks already and just i mean competition is really just heating up we had an entire spring series prior to this and the fall is going to bring even bigger competition so so much to do the sport In particular, it's hunter-jumper competition, which are actually two different disciplines. You have your hunters, which take place on one side of the, the property, and that's more, if you think about it, kind of in terms of Skating, so figure skating is gonna be your hunters. It's kind of a beauty pageant, you know. It's it's beautiful horses jumping over courses with no sense of urgency, just you know, <laughs> looking as beautiful as they can. It's it's really nice to watch, very relaxing. And then you have your show jumping, which takes place in the international arena and several of the others, and that's a little bit more of your speed skating. So, you know, your your objective in that is to jump all the fences, not knock any of them over up to meter 55, meter 60, which is probably around five and a half feet. Mm -hmm. So they get really big and you have to jump them as fast as possible without knocking any of them over. And it, I mean, it makes for really, thrilling competition we
1: have. I I, I just couldn't believe it. So I think I I went to the show jumping competition is what I saw. And um, you know, there were, of course, this was during the pandemic time. So there weren't any audience people there except for just a few of us just checking it out. And there's like a a, a big area where people can sit kind of in a bowl area. So you can look down on, on the horse jumpers themselves. And that setting itself is really really comfortable and just kind of cool to see. And then you get to watch these competitors. Uh, Where do these horses come from? Where do these teams come from?
7: These horses come from all over the world. It's actually an international competition, the CSI International Show Jumping, and it gets all the way up to the five-star level, which is the highest in international show jumping. We had actually six olympians from tokyo come last year and i think we'll see a bit of a repeat of that we have several olympians already this season so really top-notch competitors they fly their horses here sometimes so they take airplanes to get here like we do <laughs>
2: but flying first class so nothing like what we do dave
1: uh, i just i just can't I, I, I can't get that through my mind that uh, people are flying horses from all over the world mm-hmm. to come up here so is this traverse city event uh is this uh, you know kind of considered a premium event in the country
7: it is definitely there. There's actually over six million in prize money throughout the entire season. So some of these competitions, I mean, you have a shot at winning some serious prize money.
1: I need a horse, um, and uh, <laughs> you have uh, to spend
7: a little more to earn that prize yeah, money. I, I,
1: I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to spend a whole lot. Um, yeah. So um, and then then for these jumps, are there different levels of competitor? Like there aren't a lot of sports where you kind of have the relatively kind of beginners and then, you you know, kind of rise up to the, the real pros?
7: There are. And I think it's a bit of a combination with the horse and the rider. When you, when you get to the top level, it's really seasoned riders and really seasoned horses, like top notch in both. But the lower levels, you might see a really seasoned rider with a younger horse that's less experienced or vice versa. You might see, you know, really seasoned, well-prepared horse, but a rider that's not really used to that level or you know a mix of both so as you get to the top you really the cream of the crop really starts to come up and you see some really impressive stuff
1: do you have to know the sport to enjoy it
7: definitely not i would say you know anyone can come i mean that's kind of what's so special about this year is that we're open to spectators again and actually we have a charity ticket program so all of the ticket proceeds go to local charities this year so i mean if you want to come out and learn about hunters and jumpers it's an excellent place to do that everyone's so friendly so if you have questions you can ask anyone and
2: it really is a special experience i'm 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 not a horse guy My, my kids are not riders but i've taken them numerous times and it's I mean, you want to see kids get off their phones for a minute and actually engage in something. I mean, it's so cool to watch this because it, it truly is a competition. You're waiting. Are they going to knock off another one of the bars? Can they get there in the, you know, can they beat the time of the previous rider? I mean, we sat there for hours just soaking this in. So, and it is super approachable. It kind of seems like, whoa, this is above. Uh, you know, anything I'm, I'm used to, but it's a really easy, accessible space here in Traverse City. Well, that's
1: what I was thinking when I, when I went. I thought, well, you know, like, for instance, wines. I don't know wines because I, I don't drink wine, but when I go to a winery here, I do feel welcome, and I learn things. Same thing here when I went to Flint Fields last year for the Great Lakes Equestrian Festival. Um, I felt really comfortable there in this uh, really kind of cool environment. In a, in a world that I had never even thought about ever being a part of, so that that was really cool. I think to see. So, um, how do people get tickets? How do people interact? Uh, do you have to dress a certain way? You know, explain all that.
7: So, tickets can be purchased on the website com. You can also purchase tickets at the door. They're fifteen dollars a piece, and that all goes to charity. And there's even more to do once you get there, just aside from watching competition. Um, No dress code required. You know, there are athletes there that are in their sporting gear. So it's very casual. You can dress up and, you know, it's a very pretty place to, you know, wear your nice clothes, but you definitely don't have to. Um, There are also bars at every ring. So we were talking about wine. It's a good place to get some of that.
1: And really good food too, I have to say. Well, and everybody was, you know, all the participants, imagine this, they're all kind of dressed up as you might think of jockeys being dressed up like same similar helmets and all that so i thought that was just kind of cool to see all that regalia in an environment like this as well now we talked about the show jumping how about the hunter jumper competition explain that a little bit more in detail
7: sure so hunter jumper is kind of combining both of the disciplines they, they kind of fall under the same type of event because they are similar but the objective is just different when you go over to the hunter rings which have now moved to be over closer to where most of the action takes place, you know, you're going to see these really beautiful horses, and not that there aren't beautiful horses in the jumper side of things, but they're really judged on their beauty and the way their form over the jumps, how, you know, beautifully they navigate a course of fences. Those fences can be up to four feet; they're usually a little smaller, but they're also moving a little more slowly. It's it's just purely about the beauty of a horse.
1: Can't wait to get back there. Competitions go through when? through mid-September. Mid-September, and the website is? TraverseCityHorseShows.com. TraverseCityHorseShows.com. Tori, Tori, thank you for being with us today. I really appreciate it.
7: Thank you so much for having and, me. And uh,
1: we'll be looking for you on the web and listening to you as commentating about the uh, the horse shows themselves. Trevor, I can't believe it. Time us flies by when you're having fun in Traverse City. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for being co-host again today.
2: Well, thanks for coming to Traverse City to tape this. I love it.
1: Let's do this again. Uh, And, in fact, let's be back next week at this time to tell you more about all the things there are to see and do in this beautiful state we call Pure Michigan. We'll talk to you next week here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. let's go traveling,
0: let's go traveling.